night of February, December 10th, was a stressful one for my town here in Nashville, Tennessee. The neighborhood tornado siren blaring between 1 and 2 a.m. and everybody and their brother, no doubt, gathered around whatever mess they might have or not have in their basements all across the city. But of course, the stress wasn't limited to us. The disastrous storms west and north and some south of us, too, were destructive on a level we've seen here before, but were lucky enough to miss this time around. Owner-operator Daniel Coors of Indiana was up late monitoring Storm's progress himself that night, as you'll hear in today's edition of the Overdrive Radio podcast. I'm Todd Dills, and though the destruction to his south in Kentucky was readily apparent that night, the next morning, owner-operator Coors felt motivated even further to help when the daylight shone on just how devastating it was. Coors got a call from a fellow driver based in Lexington, Kentucky, and some calls later, was on his way there with a dry van in tow to collect relief supplies and cash to distribute wherever it was needed. The operation continued then for a full week thereafter, ultimately, as Coors told it. I actually have my own authority, so I take off whenever I want to. So I went ahead and I just took off and went. Didn't have anything planned as of yet and called the guy that I'd been working with and said, hey, uh, I'm going to be taking a, a week off. And he's like, okay, told him what I was doing. He's like, I don't have a problem with that. Go ahead. It didn't affect him all that much, so he didn't worry about it. He let me do what I do it. The friend who'd put out the call to Coors for potential use of the truck was Lexington-based James Toller. But he wasn't the only one involved. Greg Anderson, owner of Small Fleet AK Trucking, helped out too, in addition to the legions of folks donating to the effort on site and from afar, of course. For a while, Greg Anderson was there on Sunday. Okay. And he showed up again on Friday. Thursday or Friday, he showed up for just a little bit. And then uh, another friend of ours that's kind of started getting involved with us, Patty Smith, Patricia Smith, she came, she showed up for a little bit as well on Sunday. But yeah, Greg was there most of the day on Sunday. Two dry boxes worth of supplies were gathered and distributed to Kentucky families, ultimately, in addition to around $12,000 donated in person and online. Supplies were pulled behind Coors 05 International. I got a 9900 International. It's a uh, 05, seven years. Bought it on my birthday seven years ago. That was my birthday present, starting up a tracking company. Dumbest thing I ever did. (laughs) (laughs) Best thing I ever did, too. Yeah, in more ways than one, no doubt. Today we're going to hear much more about the individual relief effort, Yet another testament to how when the going gets tough in the face of disaster, the tough get trucking for their fellow man. Before we dive right in with Daniel Coors, though, here's a quick word from Overdrive Radio's sponsor. First Guard provides commercial truck insurance to leased owner-operators done right, as we've done for more than 80 years. We provide physical damage and non-trucking. Many companies make you pay up to six months of insurance premiums up front, but not First Guard. We bill monthly, so you get quality insurance without needing to pay a lot of cash up front. Go to firstguard.com. That's one guardcom First Guard. We speak trucker. Let's talk. I'm out of North Manchester, Indiana. I'm about 35 miles out of uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, to the west. Um, I'm usually run flatbed. I'm a one-man band, just one truck, one one trailer company. Um, I kind of parked my flatbed for a while and got into uh, doing power only. So I've been doing a lot of power only stuff as of late. 
it's a logistics company that I'm working with out of Minnesota. I was sitting there Friday night, Saturday morning, watching these storms come across. I mean, mainly making sure it wasn't going to hit my house, but just listen to the different people on YouTube and TikTok as these, as these storms are coming through and you're just hearing these monsters of storms going through and you know, you just know that tens of thousands of people are losing everything. And it's like, this is insane. This, this thing's a monster. And I'm sitting here telling my wife, I'm like, listen to the way this guy describes this thing. It might never stop. And so sat, oh, finally it died down up here and it sounded like it was dying down, down there. Finally at like one thirty-two in the morning, right. I went to bed and got up Saturday morning, you know, and I seen a message from a buddy of mine that he was thinking about going down there to look around and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Well, then I call him up. I'm like, Hey, are you headed down? And he's like, no. He's like, what I'm thinking about doing. I call up James and I said, Hey, are you headed down there? And he's like, no, I think what we're going to do is set up a donation area here in Lexington. That's Kentucky based driver, James Toller that Coors is referring to there. And he's like, let me get back to you. I'm like, all right, well, few hours later he calls me up and he's like hey i've got a trailer i just need a truck and i'm like okay i mean (laughs) i can take some time off for a few days i just i just invoiced the last month yesterday so i ain't worried about it i mean i've got plenty of money to take a few days off to go down and do that and uh he uh he's like the trailers in lex or in effingham illinois and i'm like uh-uh, I am not going to Illinois. That is way too far of a drive. And so I was like, I'll make some phone calls. So I made some phone calls, and I found a trailer locally here from a guy that I used to work with, work for, and I still do some work with him once in a while. I call him up, and I say, hey, I need to borrow a trailer. It's roadworthy. And he's like, yeah. I was like, you don't charge me anything. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, well, you're making money. And I said, no, 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 I'm not. Uh, there's no money being made here. And he's like, you're not doing FEMA? I'm like, no. He's like, well, then shoot. No, you don't have to pay me nothing for the trailer. Right, right. He's like, if you're making nothing, I ain't going to charge you. And that was MJS Transportation out of Decatur, Indiana, who lent the use of a dry box trailer for the effort. Yeah, he specializes mainly in flatbed and oversized stuff. But he's got a few guys that do a little bit of everything. I used to be a company driver for him back before. See, I got out of trucking for a couple of years, went into the hog business, working on hog farms out in Illinois. And I worked for him before I went out to Illinois. And when I came back, we've just always stayed in contact. He's a nice guy. We've been friends. So I've always stayed in contact with him. We still do business together. If I get short on the flatbed side, I'll call him and see if I can get a load off of him or something like that once in a while. So I went down there and I grabbed the trailer off of him. And, uh, headed down to Lexington, got down there Saturday night around 10 o'clock. And where'd you guys set up there? We were at the Walmart over in the Hamburg Lexington Walmart there on gray lag way. Yeah. We sat up there Saturday night and Sunday we started taking donations and Sunday was a little slow, you know, um, we did have some news come out and, doing art there was a there were some people getting ready to send an email to one of the local news stations and actually one of their producers was like whoa 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 hold up hold up don't send it just yet 
She's like, what? She's like, I'm a producer for them. Hold on just a second. So she did a quick interview with us. She's like, I'll be back out when I get done with shopping. So she went out in the Walmart, did some stuff, brought some stuff out, dropped it off. Did an interview with us. She's like, I'm going to send my guys out here and do a full report on this. So the next cool. thing you know, Channel 27 shows up. And uh, we did a, they were there for about five hours total between Sunday and Monday. They did a thing on the news about us, and that pretty much went all over the country when it hit YouTube. So, so you can find video from a report from Fox 56 in Lexington on Coors and Company's efforts in the post that houses this podcast for Christmas Eve 2021 via overdriveonline.com slash overdrive hyphen radio. We did, the wall, we did the one there on in the Hamburg Walmart, which is on that Gray Lag Way. We did that on Sunday and Monday. Filled the truck plumb full Monday. I had enough. We had enough room Tuesday morning to put, take some cash and go over to Lowe's and buy some wheelbarrows and chainsaws and and kerosene heaters to just squeeze them onto the back of the trailer. And then we took off, delivered that Tuesday out in. Uh, we were planning on going to Mayfield with it, but Mayfield got inundated with stuff from all over the country. That's the big town everybody was hearing about was Mayfield. So everything was going to Mayfield. So we'd heard that um, Dawson Springs had had a little bit of a shortage of supplies. And we're like, and James is like, you know what? We're going to the Dawson Springs area. So we made a few phone calls, found a spot. They were full. The county was trying to figure out what was going to do with a load the size of ours because they were pretty much filled up everywhere by then, Tuesday afternoon. And uh, some locals heard that we were trying to figure out where to go. We might actually be leaving town to go someplace else to find another county that needed the stuff. And they're like, no, 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 no. The, the, you're not leaving. We'll, we'll get you unloaded. <laughs> so next thing I know, we got pickup trucks with, trailers and u-haul shows up and they unload the trailer and said don't worry it will get taken out to all the little small towns where people can't get out because they've lost their vehicles i mean he's like they're like there's a lot of people that don't know where to go to get the aid you got to pretty much take it to them and they said we'll make sure that happens so they did that and all the toys pretty much went to the toy drive at the radio station there in michaelsville and uh they took that up there for us. And I mean, they were just running stuff all over the place, dropping it off for us. And then we came back up and we sat back up on the South side of Lexington again on Thursday and Friday there on Nicholasville road and man of war. Um, we sat up there for two days and we mainly on the second time we set up, we were looking mainly for construction materials because they're trying to shore up all the houses that were still standing that right. were livable, but needed minor repair, like holes in the roof or windows knocked out, that kind of stuff. Trying to fix those houses up to get them through the winter so that come spring, contractors are going to come in, throw new roofs on them, fix windows, all that kind of stuff. So right. that's what we did the second two days. We set up taking donations for that. And then we uh, we collected probably around twelve thousand um, dollars. The first go around when we were down there delivering, I met a young woman who had four children, had lost everything, um, house, everything in their house because they were renting, and they uh, they lived in like a duplex. They'd lost everything. They'd gotten their lives out. Luckily, they almost died in it because. They were buried for like four hours waiting for people to dig them out. 
Um, listen to natural gas just spew. They had a lot of severe injuries, um, concussion on one of the children, broken arm on another one. Her back was messed up real bad from it. They thought she might have broke her pelvis and hips, but luckily it was just a severe back injury. Um, but they lost both their cars. She had a one-year-old or has a one-year-old that has a, a genetic disorder. Um, so he has to be taken down to Knox or uh, Nashville down to Vanderbilt all the time to see specialists and stuff like that. Well, they didn't have a car because they lost both their vehicles in the tornado. I mean, I seen right. pictures of their cars totaled. So we bought her a car and that got delivered this morning by the dealership. Just earlier this week, in other words. Coors and I were talking on Tuesday, December 21st, 2021. Yeah, we, we took about a third of the money we collected and we bought her a car. Um, we paid for her. She, she called me up this morning. She's like, thank you. I'm like, for what? And she's like, a car? I'm like, oh, you like that? She's like, yeah. I was like, is it nice? She's like, oh, yeah. I've already did all my ugly crying, so I thought I'd call and tell you thank you. <laughs> so I wanted to – we were going to do it on Saturday, deliver it on Saturday, but James got sick Friday night into Saturday, so he wasn't able to drive it down there Saturday when I was down there delivering that second load. So we weren't there to help deliver it, which really sucked, but she still got her car, and we still did a good deed, so it's not a big deal, you know. I got a phone call this morning. Thank you. So that's what I was mostly happy about. I'm just, just happy to get it to her finally. I was like, I was stressing out trying to get it to her, but we finally got it to her. The money that you collected, did that just come from people uh, stopping by when you guys were at Walmart or was it coming in from, um, you know, folks contributing online or, or what exactly? We had, we had online contributions coming in. We had, uh, we put up like three or four different ways to donate online. Okay. We had, uh, uh, well, with James being big in the Libertarian Party, there was a lot of money coming in from that. Um, and then uh, the Libertarian Party was really trying to get a lot of money in for us. We had truck drivers sending money. We had uh, people stopping by making donations. We had a couple from Oregon that were truck drivers. They team drove uh, fiancés, our engaged couple, right. and uh, they were company drivers, broke down in Lexington, seen one of my videos or one of James's videos on Black Smoke, and felt the urge to do something. So they went in to get some stuff to bring over, and it turned into, we're just going to spend money. And the next thing you know, They've brought in, I'm going to say this, they brought in what most people make, or like, they brought in more than what 90% of people make in this country in one week. They went and spent on donations. It was, it was over a couple thousand dollars. Right, right. Um, and they came in and dropped, and they pulled up, and I'm like, they're like, hey, you here to take some donations? I'm like, yeah. They're like, you ready to work? And I'm like, yeah, what you got? They're like, we need a big box. I'm like, okay, how big? They're like, a big box. So I went and got the biggest box I had empty in the truck and set it down, and they just started throwing shoes out the door, and we just started stacking shoes in this truck, in this box. I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks for all the shoes. They're like, oh, no, we're not done yet. And then here come the Walmart bags of clothes. There had to have been 40 Walmart bags full of clothes 
for all the people out there. They were mm-hmm. buying shoes, boots, clothes. It was awesome. And these were just company drivers that decided to come and help out. We had uh, uh, we had some great donations. There was a there was four little Latino ladies that showed up one time, and they had a big old like Escalade, and I mean that thing was packed full of stuff. And I was like, "You guys are awesome," and they're like, "You know, today it's them, and maybe tomorrow it will be us." Right, so we totally. have to help each other. So that's, I I really stopped and thought for a minute when they said that, I'm like, you know, they're right. You never know when it's going to be yourself in the same shoes as those people out in Kentucky. And I've been close to that. I almost had a, I had a bad storm come through my place a year and a half ago. Luckily it didn't tear my house up too bad. I got a new roof out of it, but it took a building down that was falling down anyway, but it took a building down, but my kids and my, and my wife made it to the basement safely. And that's all that mattered. I mean, it, it tore my place up. It looked like a war zone at my place, but uh, everybody, the house still stood and everybody was alive, and that's all really mattered in my eyes. What Coors describes there is near to the T exactly what I imagine was going through my in-laws' minds this Saturday after this latest tornado outbreak. Yeah, the tornadoes didn't entirely miss my little world here in Nashville with small storms touching down both directly west and east of where I live. Less powerful, sure, than what we experienced in 2020 in Nashville, but a tornado is a tornado, of course. Most everything in our Nashville neighborhood came out okay, a tree or two down here, a big branch down over the road there, but east over in Hermitage at the in-laws and their neighbors, things were much worse. Trees were down all over the property, including a 50-foot line and then blown straight over the drive into their place, pinning their road vehicles in and the rest of us out, except on foot. In any case, I spent the Saturday helping them pick up with my brother-in-law, as well as a professional tree man named Mike Avery. No small number of friends and associates from their circles who showed up with chainsaws and food and the rest. It's been a 2020 to 21 trend around here. Let's hope we all fare better in 2022. Upshot though, I miss their house, and most though not all of their neighbors' houses. And most importantly, they miss them. Everybody's okay. That's all that matters. Daniel Coors & Company spent the rest of that almost $12,000 raised over several days in a unique way, too. Not just buying supplies, but covering motel costs for displaced families, of which they found many. The gratitude shown is something he'll no doubt remember for a long time coming. Just the look on people's faces when you walk into the hotels and you look at the front desk and say, Hey, you got anybody staying here that's like having problems paying for the hotel rooms because they lost their house or something? They're like, yeah, we got a couple of them. It's like, well, what rooms are they? Oh, okay. How much are the rooms? Okay, here, here's a week's worth. Have a good day. And you just turn around and walk out the door and they're like, you did what? You just, we were paying for hotel rooms. That's how we met the locals because we went out looking to pay for hotel rooms. Storm damage wise, I stayed out of the damage zone because I value my tires. If you went down there, you better have tire plugs because there was debris everywhere. And so I didn't get to see a lot of it. And really, to be honest with you, I don't know if I had been able to handle it because yeah. I'm a kind of a soft-minded. I'm a kind of a soft-hearted person. I can't handle that kind of stuff. It makes me break down seeing the loss of possessions and lives and stuff like that. It's hard on me. So, right. I mean, I can stand afar and help all I can, but go down in there. It's it's hard on me to go in there and do that kind of stuff. It just emotionally, I don't know how well I'd have been able to handle it. Right, and I'm six six, three hundred pound, freaking bearded man, and I still will say that. 
I wouldn't have thought of of of, of, uh, of showing up at the at the hotels around the area to help to to do that, but uh, makes for a great use of that uh, donated money. Well, you got you got to stop and think. There's so many people down there that they're they're spending every dime they got to try to survive, and you got and you're staying in a hotel room. And we actually got into it with one of the hotels. We one of the hotels I was sitting there, what night was it? The second Monday night it was Monday night. We were, me and James had gotten done. We put everything away in the trailer and we went to eat dinner. We were sitting in the Logan's and we heard that there was a guy that was having, or a family that was having problems paying for a hotel room. They were running short on their card. And so James was like, all right. And we called up the hotel and the, and the, uh, and when the hotel came on, he's like, Hey, such, such room. You're like, yeah, we're having problems with them. He's like, how many hotel rooms they got? Well, they got two rooms. And he's like, okay, we'd like to pay for a few nights stay for them to help them out. Um, what's the uh, what's the cost? Mind you, this was no four or five star hotel, rather a two star fare in the greater Paducah area. And the person on the other end of the phone says, well, it's $188 per room per night. $188 and some odd cents a night. Ain't possible. Got my tablet out. I looked it up and I said, right there, you can get on Priceline.com for 94 bucks. They are price gouging those people. And so the next day, they got reported. They went to the attorney. They, the attorney general got reported. They reported to the attorney general. We had people call them down there to find out what's going on. They're like, oh, no, no, no. That was misunderstanding. That was for three nights, not one night. So, yeah, they were they were trying to do some back back drawing really fast trying to get out of it because they were getting ready to get hammered by the american people but yeah i was ticked off about that i was like these people lost everything here you are trying to screw them over but no those people down there they're hard-working people they're blue-collar americans and they were needing our help and i felt the calling to go down there and do some i mean i was talking to my wife about it the night that the storms are going through i'm like those poor people they're gonna need something Next morning, I'm like, man, there's got to be something we can do. And then James calls me up and offers me this opportunity to bring a truck down there. And I was like, I got to go. So yeah. I told him to set the five kids down and told him, hey, dad's leaving. He'll be back when he gets back. But right. he's got to go. Sometimes you just got to go. A big thanks to Coors for his time and benefit of his story. One among many such around the many state area affected by these and other storms farther north following week up in the Midwest. Here's a Merry Christmas to you and yours, whether you're on the road or at home this weekend. We'll be back next week with a run through the year via the Overdrive Radio Podcast 10 and more most listened to episodes of the year, always an opportunity to gain perspective on what's past, hopefully with benefits accrued to the future. Stay tuned. Overdrive Radio is a production of Overdrive, the voice of the American trucker. It's edited and produced by me, Todd Dills, with additional support from Overdrive Extra contributing writer Paul Marhofer, Overdrive News Editor Matt Cole, Social Media Coordinator Holly Young, and Executive Editor Alex Lockie. Till next time, keep it broad there. <laughs>